Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Hey, I've got a great show queued up for you today. Um, today is going to be more of a, a practical show, tactical show, let's say. We're going to focus on the leasing process. Okay, I've gotten a lot of great comments, questions around this uh, topic. And uh, it's going to be targeted in, in large part to oh, single family houses and, and maybe those of you that are into or maybe looking to get into uh, small multifamily. In, in, in other words, you don't have a big apartment community right? Huge complex, 50, 100, 200 units, whatever, uh, with on-site staff that take care of that for you. You're, you're managing the day-to-day -day perhaps, uh, and, and including in those tasks, right? You're doing the lease up um, yourself, right? So we're going to talk about the leasing process. There's a lot of fear around leasing. Um, and, and in fact, you know, I, I do like to switch uh, back and forth between uh, practical shows like we have today and, and mindset shows because mindset is vitally important. You don't want to neglect that, that mindset and just focus on the nuts and bolts. Now we're going to focus on the nuts and bolts today. But if you don't understand why, why Lifestyles Unlimited members get off of the, for, you know, the traditional, the, the conventional wisdom path, and, and, you know, you've heard us talk about it. That's the path where you go to school, you, you, you get good grades so that you can get into a good college, right? Good name brand college and accrue a ton of student loan debt so that you can get out and get a job. Try to pay down that crippling debt you've accrued while scrimping and saving and putting money into a retirement or a savings account for 40, 50, maybe 60 years, um, all in hopes, in, in hopes of retiring one day. Well, Lifestyles members seek an alternative, and, and we talk about that mindset, and they have switched their mindset, right? We see and we understand that alternative, okay? And that's uh, what we do through rental real estate. Now, another mindset problem that people have, like I mentioned a moment ago, is harboring um, unfounded fears. 
And for some reason, one of those often, very often revolves around leasing, right? We, we hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. Our mentors do. Uh, people that are looking to join, right, typically are, they're thinking about getting into real estate investing. And one of the hurdles they've built up in their own mind is, is the simple question, what if I can't lease the house? And then there's always an auxiliary question, what if I pick a bad tenant? Both of those are, are, are addressed by your leasing process. And I'll tell you, if you have the right mindset, and if you follow the right model, these fears, um, these fears that you're feeling, they're not an issue. Now, our model at Lifestyles Unlimited, quite succinctly put in four words, is best product, best price. And that's going to yield the best people, and these issues go away. <laughs> you know? So when you get a house, let's say, it's a, it's, a, it's a wreck, you fix it up, you make it the best product in that market. You address all those uh, rundown items, broken things, put in a new HVAC, et cetera, and so on. You make it the best product. People are going to want to get into that rental house. And you market it for the best price. You don't have to be at the very tip top of the market. Maybe go in 20 bucks under. Over the course of the year, maybe that's $240, but you're going to rent it a lot faster. If you rent that in one day or one week as opposed to 30 days, good for you. You've made that back uh, multiple times. So best product, best price, that will yield the best people. Now, that said, we're, we're going to work today through <clears throat> through the leasing process. And like I said, I've gotten some good questions from folks, uh, both in email this past week, as well as just from talking to folks over the years. And, and I've distilled these in, into a few areas, um, a few components, let's say, uh, of the leasing process. Okay. And I also want to go back to a question I got last week from a caller. Um, Scott had called in and among other things, he'd asked about the executive order that President Trump issued, uh, this was last week and a day or so, about, about, about a week and a half ago, uh, he issued an, an executive order, had four pieces, four parts, and one of those concerned evictions. Well, what exactly did the president say? Stay tuned, and, and I will get to that later in the show. It fits well with this topic of leasing, in fact. But first, before we get into the, the nuts and bolts, I, I do want to share a couple of comments that I was emailed as well by, and these were both from Lifestyles members, but this will help you understand the mindset and see when I tell you that fear is unfounded. Um, you need to get over that hurdle. What if I can't lease the house? So I got a, one comment came from John. He's up here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where I sit, and he just said, I wanted to pass along my, my single family rental experience during coronavirus. So he's focused on coronavirus in particular. And he said, uh, this doesn't relate to leasing necessarily, but he said, all four of my residents have continued to pay the rent with no problem. And that's what we're seeing. Best product, best price, yields the best people, and they are continuing to pay because they love that house. They love that unit, that apartment uh, that they are in, and they want to stay. And you've done your due diligence up front to make sure you're putting the best people into place. So as he said, they continue to pay uh, rent with no problem. Now, as concerns leasing, he said, I had two turns in the last month. And a turn is where one family moves out, you get it, make ready, you know, you make it, do, do your make ready, get it ready for the next family, they move in. And he said, I had one of them leased in one day and the other one leased in only a week with a total rent bump, bump of $115 a month. So he's just added some extra money to his bottom line through that process. One day <laughs> in one week, very fast. I got another email. This is from Dan and Kathy, also members. And they just said, Andy, is it just us? Or are your rentals just flying off the shelf? The demand is crazy out there. Yeah, it is. 
it is crazy. There's there's a lack of inventory. I've done two lease ups myself earlier in the year, uh, both in the springtime and both released with within a week. So the common fear is what if I can't lease that house? Add coronavirus on top of it and it just compounds that fear for a lot of people. But message I want you to take away right now is that that is not a fear to, to harbor right now at all. Uh, these things like, like uh, Dan and Kathy said, they are flying off the shelf. It's crazy. Now, if you got any questions or comments on this topic, give me a call. The number is 855-497-4335. Again, 855-497-4335. Or send me an email, askandy at luinc.com. Again, askandy at luinc.com. And when we come back, we're going to dive into the leasing process. I've got this outlined in a couple of components. We're going to address a very fundamental question that you're going to want to ask yourself from the outset when we come back. So stay tuned. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb. And on today's show, we're talking about a practical topic. We're talking about the leasing process. You know, we're, we're focused on buying residential rental property houses or apartments. And obviously, we need to get uh, folks into those properties. And, and, and as in order to achieve that, right, we, we work through our leasing process. And, and you should view it as a process, right? Um, put together actual procedures. Get some documents together. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about the timing. When when should you list that house, for example? On what platform, right? But uh, I want to start with a fundamental question. And if you got questions, you can call in 855-497-4335 or send me an email to askandy at luinc.com. And, and I think the fundamental question you should ask yourself is, do I want to do this myself, DIY, right? Do it yourself. Or do I want to outsource the leasing process? Right. You, you can manage it yourself. And I do. For the record, I do that myself right now. Or you can outsource. And I have outsourced over the years from time to time as well. Outsource means hiring somebody else. Right. Depends on your, your time component. I got that question. Hey, Andy, should, should I lease the house myself? It's, is it a lot of work? Because I am working a full time job. Well, we just heard a couple of excerpts from from emails I got from from Lifestyles members. It, it doesn't sound like a lot of work if it's leasing in one day does it? Or even in, in one week. 
Um, but that, that again, that goes back to best product because when you have that best product, I cannot stress this enough. They do fly off the shelves. People, they, they come in droves and they stick around. You know, we actually bought our first uh, rental house here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area this month, August, eight years ago. Okay, and I look back across the portfolio, we've added, you know, houses here and there um, as funds were available, as we saw good uh, investments. And uh, we've got a guy that's been with us seven years. Got another couple families in, in various uh, properties, six years. So basically original original families, they saw that best product. We continue to maintain that for them, of course, as needed. And they stick around. So we don't have to deal with lease-ups even all that often with, with um, those sort of uh, wonderful residents. But when it comes to that process, you, you, you need to decide. Do you have the time to do it yourself? Do you want to do it yourself? Or do you want to outsource it? And, you know, if you want to be fully passive, totally hands-off, I would tell you, get a property manager. Right? They'll deal with that leasing process and the ongoing management of the property, right? Now, maybe you want to get a little more involved. Maybe you want to manage the property but not deal with that, that upfront piece. Well, get a leasing agent. They're going to lease the house and then hand everything over to you. We've never worked with a property manager. We, we self-manage our properties. Um, there's not a lot to it. I'll tell you that upfront. Especially if you're fixing everything up front, there's not, you, you don't get maintenance calls. The, the, the tenants, taxes, and toilets is not an issue. Um, but if you, if you want to hand off that front end piece, uh, get a leasing agent. You know, we, we're in Dallas-Fort Worth. It's a pretty broad metroplex. Our farthest flung house is, is 50 miles door-to-door -door from where I live. And when we added that to our portfolio, that was the third house we bought. I was still working a full-time job. My wife was working a full-time job. We didn't have the time to be making the drive through Dallas-Fort Worth traffic to show the house. So we hired a leasing agent. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. We got great residents in there. Uh, they've since moved on, bought their own house. But they were with us, I think, four, four or five years. Um, so perfectly good way to go. Now, if you want to do it yourself, and I'll tell you, at Lifestyles Unlimited, we do encourage you to do it yourself to understand what we're talking about today, the process, right? To be, to be familiar with it. It's good to know how the process runs and, and what the ins and outs, the questions that you should be asking are when you hand that off to, to an agent, a leasing agent, let's say, so you know if they're doing a good job. Because you've gone through the ringer yourself, you've gone through the process yourself, and, and you understand how it should should flow and, and 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 doing it yourself right that's going to come down to your schedule like I just told you for us we didn't have the time <clears throat> for that one property the first two we did ourselves they're very close right is that reason to buy close it could be but we like I said we buy all over Dallas Fort Worth and <laughs> it's a big area so you got to look at your schedule you know do it for the first couple of houses and, and if, if it's a little tight then hand it off you know, a leasing agent might charge you. We, we, we hired one once that was charging us 50% of the first month's rent. We wound up firing them. <laughs> they did a very lousy job. Paid a little bit more to the next agent, and they, they got at least in a hurry. You get what you pay for, right? Some may charge a full month's rent, a portion of, of rent. Same with property managers. So you do some interviews, talk to people. Um, or do it yourself and save that money, keep that in your pocket, right? and uh, understand the process. And if you're not sure, if you're not sure what's the best route to go, talk to your mentor. Do you have a mentor? If you don't, check out Lifestyles Unlimited. You know, that's, that's what we're built upon is education and mentoring. And we've leveraged that, that mentoring component um, fully over the years. If you're not familiar with Lifestyles, let me give you a quick website. Go to freeworkshoplivestream.com. 
We do a free workshop. We've done this for years, decades, really, um, hour and a half, just to acquaint you with the organization as well as investing in single family, multifamily, really help you with that mindset that I talked about earlier. Um, right now we're doing these all virtually, and I see that we've got one coming up here in a couple of days on the 18th in the evening um, and so on. You can go to that website, freeworkshoplivestream.com to learn more. So whether you're doing it yourself or using a leasing agent, you're going to need to think about things like documents, right? What, what sort of um, documents go along with, with a lease up, right? And, and, and from a, I'm going to present these from a process perspective, kind of in the timeline when you'll, you'll use these, but you're going to want to gather them ahead of time. If for no other reason, if you're, if you're leasing the house yourself, you're going to get calls or emails from interested parties, and they're going to have questions. And if you haven't gotten your documents together already and figured out what are your screening criteria, what does your lease say, it's going to be hard to answer those questions. So get those together up front. Um, and here's what you're going to need. You're going to need a resident selection criteria. Some people will call this a tenant selection criteria. This, well, we'll talk about this later. Hold on to that. You're going to need an application, a very thorough application. If you're working with an agent, they're going to have those available. They'll, they'll probably use the, the Texas Association of Realtors uh, application if they're in Texas or maybe the uh, Texas Apartment Association application. But, but it needs to be a thorough document. You need to gather a ton of information and, and it needs to be fully complete. In my mind, if there's a gap on that application, something somebody has not filled out or a gap in time, that needs to generate some questions. Let me, let me tell you a quick story. We leased a house across town. Uh, it's been about a year and a half, two years now. And uh, for some reason, I remember this one very well. Uh, we took an application uh, from a young couple and they put in on our application, it requires uh, uh, two, two uh, past re or current residents and past residents. And they had both on there. Looks good, right? But when you drill down a little bit, you notice, wait, hold on a second. There's a year gap in between those two residences. Very easy to overlook. Well, you drill down a little bit further. I just did a quick search on the county clerk website with their name. And incidentally, on their driver's license, there was some other address that was issued at that, within that time frame, within that year. Sure enough, there was an eviction on the county clerk website. I didn't bother paying at that point for third-party service. You can, you can do some of this research on your own, but just went to the county clerk website, or rather the Justice of the Peace website, and sure enough, that, that, that gap. Within that year, there was an eviction. So done, moving on, right? So you need to get a full picture. You need to fill in all the gaps. Stay tuned, we'll wrap up the talk on uh, documents, and I wanna talk about timing and when and, and where to list that house for rent, so stay tuned. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb. And on today's show, we're 
Taking a nuts and bolts look at the leasing process, uh, talking about a couple of um, yeah, parts of, I guess, components of the process that you want to think about. And, and we talked already about the fundamental question. Do you want to do it yourself or do you want to outsource that process? You have your choice there. You can outsource the whole management of the property if you want to, or you can just outsource that leasing component and then self-manage from there, or just do the whole thing. Right now, we personally, my wife and I, we are managing the leasing process ourselves. In fact, we're, we're, we're leasing a house. We have a house just listed for lease uh, now, which is, of course, why this is front of mind for me. Um, but I've gotten a lot of great questions uh, over the years and in the past week and comments as well. And folks, uh, you know, the comments I got in particular from Lifestyles members are that coronavirus or not, we are leasing very, very fast. Rentals are flying off the shelves. We're seeing a bump in rent. Leasing in one day, maybe one week. And if you're not, you need to ask yourself why, right? We, we follow a certain motto or model here at Lifestyles Unlimited, best product, best price. And when you put those two things into the market, you're gonna get the best people and you're gonna get them in a hurry. But you do need to go through the leasing process and that's what we're talking about. We're talking ahead of the break, we started to talk about some of the documents you're gonna to wanna to look at. Uh, we'll get to the residential selection criteria here in a moment. That application is very important though, because that's your first introduction. If you're not showing the property yourself, that's your first introduction to this potential resident, right? Um, it needs to be fully complete. A gap can represent a problem, right? If there's a gap, ask what's, what's missing there, get it filled. Um, and you also want to get, be sure they sign, uh, if you're using uh, the, the uh, Texas Association of Realtors app, uh, app, for example, there's a fourth page on there, which is the authorization to release information. You need to get that signed because if you're going to go then talk to their employer, talk to their current or past landlords, which you should talk to both, that past one's probably even more important, <laughs> right? If it's a problem resident or tenant, that current one may say, oh, they're golden, let's get them out of here. You're good, here, take them off my hands. That past one's going to be a little more frank. Right, but you need that authorization to release information that is signed uh, so that you can present that. Um, and of course, your lease, get that get that together up front, know what you're gonna use. Um, if you are a member at Lifestyles Unlimited, we do have uh, uh, on our vendor, or excuse me, on our, our online portal, we've got a set of documents, the single family documents that are available. And among other things, there is an example lease. Now you're gonna wanna vet that, you're gonna wanna take that to your real estate attorney Right, fine tune that is, you know, this is for Texas. If you're listening outside of Texas, you're gonna have different rules and regulations, of course, property code, that sort of thing. Um, but, but, but get your lease set up, know what you're gonna use, because I will tell you that as you go through the leasing process, you will get questions. How does maintenance, how is maintenance handled? I just uh, talked to a young couple, uh, showed the house uh, that we have for lease, and we stood in the yard for, I don't know, a good 20 minutes, they had a ton of questions. They live in an apartment right now, never, never rented a house before, so they were naturally curious to understand the, again, the nuts and bolts, of ongoing residency. Um, so you need to understand your lease so that you can answer those sort of questions. And of course, know what sort of addenda um, you need to have with that lease. If it's an older house built <clears throat> before 1978, you better have that lead-based paint addendum. It's a federal requirement, period. Right, get that. Bed bug addendum, we use that. Plumbing addendum, perhaps, if you still have cast iron pipes, mold addendum. Uh, which just tells people how to prevent mold. Uh, pet addendum, if you're gonna allow pets, pets, that's a fundamental question. Just because you love dogs and you love your little, your little pookie doesn't mean you necessarily wanna have a dog or cat in your rental property, give that some thought. But if you do, get that addendum out there. That's gonna protect you. That covers you for liability issues. So that's just some of the documentation and we'll circle back to that criteria piece here in a moment. Um, as far as timing goes, that's a common question. Well, when should I list the house? I think here there, there, there are two cases, two discrete cases. Number one, you just bought the house and you're gonna renovate it. Okay, you're just, you've just taken over that asset. And number two, second case, 
you've owned it for a while, you have a family in there, they've just given their notice. So you're going to go through that turn process, right? They're, they're a little bit different. And in that first case where you've just bought the house, well, you've just bought the house, stick a sign in the yard, get that advertising started, put a flyer in the window, right? Because it's, it's not ready to go. <laughs> you know, you may have all the carpet pulled up, it may be a wreck inside, but put a flyer in the window that, that describes the house, how many bedrooms, how many baths, what's the rent, what are you going to be putting into the house so people can understand? Right. Typically, when we're renovating, there are no blinds on the windows. People can see in, right? Unless your painters taped up the windows. But um, give them that information. Some very, you know, statistical pieces for them. Um, when will it be rent ready? Right. Move in ready, and so on, so that they can get their questions answered up front. Maybe you put that on. You know, some of those signs come with a little tube on the bottom. Put that in there. And if you've already got properties, if you've already bought your first, second, third, fourth, whatever uh, rental house, typically when we rehab, we're going to rehab and, and try to use the same standards, right? It keeps it easier for ongoing maintenance and that sort of thing uh, down the line. If I use the same paint, the same fixtures, the same everything. So if you've already got properties in hand that you've rehabbed, get some pictures of those and say, look, this is one I did just last year. It's going to look like this, right? It helps people understand. Now, if you're in the second case, right? You've owned that asset. You've had a family in there for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years, whatever it is. Well, you're going to need to go in, do a walkthrough with them. And hopefully you do this regularly anyhow to check on the property, to look for maintenance items that maybe they haven't noticed and address those. But you're going to want to go in and, and get some eyes on the property and see what do I need to do to get it ready? Okay. Is it going to take me a week? Is it going to take me a day, just a deep clean and, and we're good to go? Um, and that's going to inform your decision as far as move in, um, but then get it listed. You know, what's, what does your lease say as far as uh, termination of lease notification requirements for that resident? Do they need to tell you 30 days ahead of time, 45? We've actually seen a move towards longer time frames, closer to 60 days. Um, that gives you a lot of wiggle room, a lot of time to get that thing marketed so, and, and use that time. Don't wait till the very end. Now, with coronavirus right now, it may be a little bit more difficult to show a house that is occupied. Perhaps you make sure you've got a good set of, of marketing photos to put online. Maybe you get, get a video right after that renovation, get a good solid walkthrough video that you can use for a, a virtual showing, right? But again, you're going to use that time. And, and, and there is a component of our lease anyhow that says we're going to hang a lockbox in the last 30 days to allow showings. If you don't want to have showings, if you don't want to allow me to hang that lockbox on that front door for other realtors, for other people to come in and see the house, then you can buy me out for the cost of fill in the blank, one month's rent, whatever it is, right? There, that, that's a great option. Then you, then you move into that vacant status without, um, without any, any problems. So when, when do you list it? As soon as you can, as soon as you can. And if it's the house that you're renovating, right, walk through and tell them, tell them your vision. What's it going to look like at the end? Some people will have trouble seeing that. <laughs> That's where pictures help. Um, some people can, can see it and they love it. They're like, oh, I, I love this blank slate. I, I hear what you're telling me. I want to move into this thing. Where do I sign? And going back to part one, you know, DIY versus using a, a leasing agent, that informs the question, well, where do I list the house? If you're working with an agent or a property manager, they will be licensed realtors, property managers will be. So they can post that out to the multiple listing service, uh, which is the MLS uh, that realtors use. And that automatically pushes out to all the platforms that are out there, the Zillow, the Trulia, the, the hot pads, et cetera. But if you're going to go that DIY route, I would tell you to checkout sites like Zillow. Now, Zillow is going to give you your first listing, your first house, let's say, for free. 
get a second house, they're going to charge you about $10 per week to list that house. Now, the good news, like we said, is we're leasing very quickly. And in fact, uh, on that earlier email I had from John here in the area, he did say that he has had the best luck advertising on Zillow. It definitely gets the most traffic in terms of online footprint. And in my experience, I'm a licensed realtor. I just put my houses out in the MLS that syndicates out, like I said, to these other sites like Zillow. By far, the most traffic I get is from that that platform. So I would encourage you to focus on using that. I think the pricing is a little bit different from market to market. So it's going to depend on uh, where you are, where you're listening. So you put that house out there. You start marketing. Well, now you, now the calls start coming in. Now it's time to show that house. Number one, most important rule, answer your phone. <laughs> answer your phone. Like I said, we're going through the leasing process now. I can't tell you how many times people have thanked me for picking up the phone, for responding to their email. If your house is not leasing, let me ask you a question. Are you responding to people? It seems to be a common problem from what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that from interested parties. I'm hearing that from other realtors. Okay, so we're going to talk about showing the house when we come back, and we're going to talk about that uh, uh, executive order from President Trump and how that uh, has impacted uh, evictions or not. So stay tuned. We're going to get to that here in just a moment. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We'll be right back. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Warning. Listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb. And today on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, we're talking about the process of leasing a property, leasing a unit, leasing a house. Maybe you've got small multifamily, you're doing that yourself, right? Um, and we're talking about showing the house, right? You've put your marketing out there. People are starting to respond. And I think a very pivotal point sounds simple, um, but a lot of people don't adhere to it is, is just answer your phone. I've shown the house that we've got listed right now and a few times now and twice people said, thank you for answering your phone. They've gotten no response from anybody else. I've heard that from a realtor as well. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. So that's just what I'm hearing as far as showings go. Answer your phone so you can get things scheduled. Now, I will tell you, as far as showings go, you are not at the beck and call of that interested party. Can we do a showing tomorrow at 3.15? Can I do a showing tonight? It's an hour away at 8 o'clock. No, no, don't, don't do that. You, you, you maintain control. And what I would suggest is set a few times, right? Plan this in ahead, ahead as, as it fits your schedule, and maybe maybe have one during the week in the evening to accommodate those people that work on the weekends, let's say. And then have one on the weekend. Set times. In non-coronavirus times, I would tell you to schedule open houses. I, I love doing open houses. It's a great way to create competition for that property, right? You get multiple people looking around, looking at each other, thinking, uh-oh, <laughs> I thought it was just going to be me. I like this house. I better act fast. And it's also a great way to maximize my time in terms of showings. But um, right now during the pandemic, right, we want to limit access. Now I have been, I was actually leasing a house of mine down over near Fort Worth a couple months ago. House down the road was also for lease and had an open house. So I was curious, you know, it actually had the same footprint as mine. So I went to take a look at it. And basically you just had to get in line. You went in the front door. Did your thing through the house. You had to have a mask. You had to have, I think, gloves. 
Um, the owner was there in the kitchen to talk to you when you did your walkthrough and then you exited through the garage. So, you know, maybe that works. Have a line, have a one-way process, right? You want to maintain that six feet and so on. Or you do virtual showings. And to do that, you need to think ahead. You get a lot of great pictures after rehab, right? You don't want to get a lot of pictures when people have their stuff in there. You want to do that when it's when it's open, right? Um, and going forward, this is something I've missed. Get good video. For this time right now, in order to conduct a good virtual showing, uh, you want to have a pre-recorded video. Now, what some agents that I'm talking with are doing is they're going in, their, their clients don't want to come out either, and they're doing live uh, uh, video showings uh, using FaceTime or something like that. So that could be an option as well to limit right access to that house. Um, but again, you're, I want you to take this away. You're not at the beck and call of that person. Zillow makes it very easy for people to, there, there are tons of buttons if you go on there and look to push this time, that time, that time. So you'll get a flood of requests for some random time. You're not bound to that. You're in control. You set the rules. It's your house, okay, or <laughs> your apartment uh, complex community. Um, applicant screening, let's talk about that. This is hugely important, and I think the most important part of applicant screening is doing, like we said earlier, in terms of documents, doing your homework up front and putting together a resident selection criteria. It's going to spell out where you're going to draw the line on things like minimum income, right? We typically want to see three times the rent for houses uh, in terms of gross household income to qualify a candidate. Minimum credit scores, what is your threshold? Do you double the security deposit if it's below a certain level? In Texas, we have that flexibility. If you're in another state listening, you're gonna have different rules, check that out. Past bankruptcies or, or evictions, how do you handle those? Criminal history, pets, right? So on and so forth. So you wanna lay that out. And, and, and doing so does two things for you. Number one, it gives you clarity. So that when you get that application that has some fuzzy stuff, you run that background, that credit, et cetera, and something comes below the threshold, you your decision's already made for you. You don't have to fret and pull out your hair and think twice. You know, a lot of our mentors have heard the question, should I relax my leasing criteria right now given the pandemic and the economy? The answer is no, don't do it, hold tight. We're leasing in a hurry, you don't need to do that, okay? Um, so again, you want to have that because it gives you clarity and, and number two, it protects you. You're going to get that signed by the applicant when you take that application and they're basically acknowledging these are the things that you owner or leasing agent are going to look for when you run my background, credit, criminal, you know, rental history. And I acknowledge that I'm paying you your $50, $60, whatever the app fee is per adult. And you're going to get an application per adult, 18 and over. You're going to have everybody sign this uh, selection criteria. You're going to collect an application fee for everybody and do the background, et cetera, check on everybody. And they're acknowledging by signing that that these are the, these are the, this is the framework. And if I am out of bounds, I'm declined, and I do not get that money back. This protects you. And again, do not relax that leasing criteria right now. You don't need to. The demand is there. It is crazy. Like my uh, earlier emailer said, you know, the, the houses are flying off the shelves. They, they really are. And I'm talking about here in Dallas-Fort Worth, they're in Dallas-Fort Worth as well, but we're hearing the same thing, San Antonio, Houston. It's, it's just not a problem. Be 
you know, I was going to say be discriminating. You don't want to discriminate. Obviously, we don't discriminate against protected classes, but be selective. That's what I want to say um, and have that criteria outlined. Now, let's talk just another question I got was about when do I collect my security deposit? Speaking of which, uh, the timing of the monies, typically this is going to be defined in your lease, right? But be prepared to explain that as well. That's a common question I get. Well, how much is the security deposit? Zillow doesn't show that. And when is it due? And a question that I ask in a pre-screening capacity before I even show the house is, do you have these monies now? Can you pay this security deposit? And if you have pets, we charge a non-refundable pet fee. Do you have these? They're due at least signing. So typically your security deposit and any of those non-refundable, if you, if you charge a pet deposit, security deposit, those are going to be due at least signing. If you charge a pet fee, right, just a, non, a one-time non-refundable, essentially accelerated pet rent, do it, uh, do it signing. And then first month's rent, you, you need to have that in hand prior to move in. Cashier's check or money order. No personal checks at this stage going forward. That's up to you, although most people are moving to electronic. In fact, uh, somebody emailed and said they finally made that switch into the modern era, uh, and they're using Cozy. It's free. We use a different platform. There are a lot out there. Uh, some have a nominal charge. Some don't. They're all typically going to be some form of ACH, right, automatic clearinghouse bank uh, transfer, which will take a couple of business days from the time that that resident initiates to the time you collect it. Or you can use things like Zelle. But most, most people are moving to electronic payments. So once you've got that lease signed, once you've got those monies up front, that security deposit as cashier's check, that pet fee as cashier's check, that first month's rent in the form of cashier's check or money order, uh, then you might move to that electronic uh, payment system. So let's talk real quick about uh, President Trump and that uh, executive order. Those four, actually, he signed four executive orders a week and a half or so ago. And one of those addressed eviction policy. Got a question last week from Scott on this, in fact. And here's the great news. President Trump did not extend the eviction moratorium that was provided for in the CARES Act. That expired July 24th. And he did not impose new ones. His executive order as it regards evictions basically has no teeth. What he did is give direction to some of the housing bodies. So for now, you know, if, 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 you, if you're struggling with a, a non-payment of rent, um, that's opened back up. 30-day notice to vacate, right, if you have a property covered by CARES Act. Um, now, if you have a single-family house, one to four units, right, um, there was a new moratorium put into place by the Federal Housing Financing or Finance Agency uh, through August 31st, so we're a couple weeks out from that. Um, but always, always check with your uh, state, with your county, uh, with your city for any any local restrictions. There, it's all over the board right now. Here, here's basically what President Trump said. He gave direction to the Secretary of, Secretary of Health and Human Services, as well as uh, CDC, to consider, there's a key word, to consider whether any me measures temporarily halting residential evictions are reasonable and necessary. He's just given them direction to think. Right. He's given them a free hand there, in, in essence, and given direction to the to HUD, right, Housing and Urban Development, to identify, right, all any and all available federal funds to provide temporary financial assistance to renters as well as homeowners. So, again, just giving direction. So uh, a lot of people got very concerned when we heard that President Trump had issued four executive orders and one of those covered evictions, but hey, there, there's no new eviction order in there. He has not extended the one in the CARES Act. 
Uh, the the Federal Housing uh, Finance Agency uh, extension expires here in August 31st. Um, and again, check with your your local uh, municipalities and so on. Bottom line, though, if you go through your leasing process in a good way, if you have a good process in place, you're going to get the best people. You've got the best product. You've got the best price. You're going to have the best people. And if you want to learn more, we talk about these nuts and bolts in even more detail to help you with your process as part of the Financial Freedom Program, the two-day seminar. I want you to check out financialfreedomlivestream.com to learn more. We've got some upcoming dates for that two-day seminar. Day one focuses on single family, day two on multifamily, but we talk about the leasing process there as well financialfreedomlivestream.com. Hey, this is Andy Webb. I thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. That's the mindset that you need to have. I wish you a good day. Listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.